0: Hi, this is the Software Delivery Club, episode 22. I'm your host, Richard Bowne, and this week I'm talking all about the power of TDD, the power of test-driven development. So what's so good about TDD? I think before I read the book by Kent Beck, I was just thinking, pesky tests, what are they good for apart from getting in the way? What are they good for? Perhaps for proving we have control of our software after we've written it, that we have thought about it and decided that we can automatically prove That it works and is deployable. And this is perhaps the image problem that I've had with the idea of tests in the past, and that they are something that you have to do after coding in order to prove that it works. But this really isn't what test-driven development is all about. Maybe this is a misnomer of TDD. Test-driven development does not describe what it's all about at all. Maybe instead it should be called design through testing because TDD is not about driving development through testing, it's about designing and architecting your application through writing tests. There are lots of pluses to this technique and not many drawbacks that I can think of, because it improves your design, helps you get unstuck when you need help, plus you've got your tests passing and refactored and your code is written, so you've done everything. Sounds good right? So what does this look like? Sometimes when you're building an application, especially if it's on and off and you're not doing it full time, or perhaps you're distracted by production support or you have to do other things, perhaps it's an open source project, it can get to a point where you can't see the way forward. Or perhaps it's a case that when you come back to the code, you've forgotten what it's supposed to do. So how can TDD help with this? If you've read the book, Test Driven Development by Example by Kent Beck, then at first it might all seem a bit obvious or perhaps a bit daunting. It's written in a chatty style, which may not make it the most obvious or easiest to follow in the first instance. It does require some work. You should get invested in the story a little bit. Once you do that, and take your time with the exercises, particularly in the first part of the book, then it will pay you back for your persistence. I found myself going backwards and forwards, making sure I understood every single step and what it meant in that first section. After a while, it clicked for me what I saw that this was a really clever way of designing code, and not just a way of making sure we have good code coverage. The first part of the book will tell you everything you need to know about TDD and why it's so powerful. The second part extends this knowledge with other paradigms, and the third gives you plenty of great examples. So what does TDD do that is so different? If you're a programmer already, then you'll already be familiar of being in a coding zone, perhaps when you put on your favorite least distracting music, and you climb into your editor and your code excitedly, and you write, and you write, and you write, and perhaps you test manually as you go along, but you don't formalize any of those tests, at least not straight away. You might grudgingly add some tests afterwards, but perhaps they're quite high level and abstracted, perhaps you're kind of trying to scam the testing gods, and you're not too close to the actual core business or the domain language at the heart of your application. Then perhaps you come back to it later, and you want to get that coding feeling again, so you jump straight back in to the coding, you want that coding high. And the coding high comes from writing the code, not the test, and so you carry on writing some more code, and eventually the whole thing becomes a great big ball of string. Lots of code and no tests, and you're not even sure what the original intention was anymore. So we're coding happily, and perhaps we end up in a blind alley and have to unpick our work, or sometimes even start again. This can feel like we're making progress, but not all the time. For solo coding, this can definitely happen. When coding is part of a team, then this is less likely to happen because you do need to justify your code and your design decisions to others you're working with. So TDD is therefore perhaps only useful for solo coders, you may think. No, because it's more than a tool for just not getting stuck with a design. It's more of a tool for a structured approach to design in the first place. By taking your time with testing and design as you go, you make it clearer for everyone who works with the code in the future. So how does TDD differ from the code first or even a design first approach? Well, you write the test first and then you iterate one line at a time to get passing tests. So you need to keep passing your test as your north star. And without that indication, you just don't move on. So immediately TDD imposes a discipline on your coding. You can't anymore just keep writing code and hope that it works. You need to prove it to yourself at every single step. How does this help with your design and how does this allow you to enjoy coding? It sounds like it might be boring. It sounds like you might might miss something important and you're worrying about tests, so how can this help? This is in fact one of the key benefits. Proving that what you're building will do the thing that you're intending. Writing a test helps show that it works. In fact, the word test is really wrong here. It's more of a proof than it is a test. It's proving that the thing you've created will do the thing that you say it will. And the cool thing about this is that the test or proof makes you think more deeply about what the code you're going to write is exactly going to do. You're creating a specification for your code to fit into. And that specification means two things. When you do write the code, it virtually writes itself and when you've written the code, you can tell immediately if it's working by running the test. And this covers the first two important mantras of TDD, which are write a test, then write the code. The third important mantra, and the discipline, is refactor. Ensure that the code is not only doing the right thing, but doing it in the right way for the rest of your code, for the rest of your design, for the future of your application. Writing code in TDD can initially feel slow and labored. But in only a short time, you'll start to notice the benefit. Not only because you have a lot of tests, but also because you'll have an emergent design. The design itself comes from creating tests and thinking about what your code should do before you write it. You're creating your expectations and specifications about what the code can do. By approaching this through constraints, we help our brain focus on what we intend This is almost like the reverse Conway manoeuvre to Goldratt's theory of constraints. We add a constraint, then we solve that constraint by fixing the functionality. Step by step, we constrain our domain, we constrain our functional model, and we constrain our application to be the thing that we intended to, but have never actually described to this point. Ok, before I get too philosophical about this, how can we do TDD practically? it's important that you have a project in source control, a build system, and a way of running tests against your project. So with a source control system, you can baseline all of your changes. If you don't have source control, then we can't be sure that we're doing the change we intend. Secondly, a build system is needed. Obviously, we need to be able to compile the code to validate that it's syntactically correct. And then finally, we need a test framework. Sometimes it's built into the language or natively supported, Sometimes you need to find a framework that you can use with your build system. Once you have these three things, then it makes sense to invest also in some automation of your tests. Sure, you can run your tests manually, but after every change, do you really want to do this? Perhaps set up your CI to run tests every time you push. Also, I'm currently working in Rust, and with VS Code, it's got a nice feature where you can just click on the test in the code and run it from the editor. Whatever we do, there has to be a low barrier to entry for testing. You want to be writing tests and running tests continuously as you code. Therefore, it needs to be simple and as automated as possible. So there is some upfront work here to set up your project with a testing framework, but this will pay you dividends when it comes to creating something new, when it comes to you creating your design. So perhaps in your source repository, you can even create a template project that is ready to go. Again, the barrier to entry needs to be really low, ideally so that when you have that idea when you want to try something out new, you can immediately create your project and start designing, start creating. And this is the true power of TDD. Rather than agonizing over design and an architecture in advance, you can just see what flows from your mind whilst constraining yourself to focus on one piece of functionality at a time, one aspect at a time. Write a test, write the code, refactor. Red, green, refactor, and then green again. Piece by piece, you will create something that not only more closely resembles what you intended to build, but also has a great code coverage already built in. For me, TDD is an absolute no-brainer. If you've not tried it yet, then what are you waiting for? That's it for this week, nice and short and sharp. I'm in the middle of writing something fun using TDD, so I need to get back to it. I wish you luck, check out the book, and until next time, goodbye and good luck.